Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to pod 19 of the Pick 199 podcast. My name, Jake Mitchell. And as always, joined by Corey Ross. Hey, here we go. And off, to, off for another week. And we're back. It's just yep. two of us. Two of us again. Can't, can't pay these blokes to bloody turn up, can well, we? Can't afford to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, on today's pod, uh, we're going to talk about the UFC and what was an epic UFC on the weekend of 260. Um, we're going to go through the NRL. We're going to look at the injuries and that that have come out of that. Mm. In particular, we'll have a look at the games and that that have come up as well. One particular game, you reckon? No, we might stay away <laughs> from one particular game. Um, our top five this week. I'm excited about this one. I was so excited. Top five sledges in sport. Oh, it's been a long time, Kevin. Now, we've tried to stay away from cricket, but look, let's be honest. I mean, that's... Cricket like sledging is like... Up there. It's so good. And then we're going to round it off with the trivia. Yeah. He's calling me out after last week, so... Oh, for stitching me up with some... Absolute dominant performance for myself last week. So. questions, uh, So it'll be quite interesting. Uh, Roscoe. Yep. The UFC... UFC 260. What'd you think? I mean, it was pretty epic. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved to have seen Volkanovski fight as well, but, you know. That would have been the... The pinnacle. Yeah. I was going to say... For an Australian viewer, it would be. I was going to say the sugar on top, but we had the sugar show. We had the sugar show. So, (laughs) we'll stick with the cherry. But, without further ado, like, we we had an Aussie fight. We did? We had Jamie Malarkey come up against Karma Worthy. And I can tell you what, jeez, he kicked the shit out of this dude. That's good. He made him look like a chump. <laughs> like, I'd never, I'd, I think I'd heard of him, I'm not sure if he did Ultimate Fighter or one of the contender yeah, series, right. but he was sort of, I think it was his first fight yeah. in the UFC. So, to get a win. Yeah. Or his first win in the UFC. On a good too, card. On like. a good card. And like, sort of taking the reins for... For the Aussies there. Yeah. After Alex Volkanovski. Let's be honest, so. the UFC only two good cards these days. I mean, they, I think it's the sign of the times, though, too. Yeah. They can only afford to. But, uh, yeah, no, good good win by Jamie Malarkey over Karma Worthy. Yep. Uh, knockout in the first round. Hell yeah. Six seconds. We always love Aussies getting up. Oh, it's too good. Um, the next fight, I didn't know too much about. I didn't, I didn't see it on the main card last week when we covered what was coming up. Uh, but the women's flyweight, Miranda Maverick, defeated Gillian Robertson by decision. Um, it was pretty dominant performances throughout the whole three rounds. Yeah. But, yeah. but apart from that, not too bad. Yeah. On to the bantamweight fight. The, the one that I was really excited for. <laughs> Sugar Sean O'Malley, man. Yeah. He was back. He just brings like an energy oh. to, the, to the octagon. He's shutting down some of those... Critics that are calling him out for weak ankles, yeah. But I mean, or show there was twice he he knocked Thomas Almeida down twice. The first yeah. time he was like wobbly and he was like waiting for the ref to step in, didn't do it, yeah. Second time, full on flat, locked him on his ass, yeah. And like he he couldn't fight, like yeah, he, he was, was, done. He, was done. he was done. And the yeah. ref should have stepped in, like, she was like. Was about yep. about to start celebrating, and then he realised that the ref hadn't jumped over, like stopped the fight. So he's like, "I'm going to have to knock him out, like well and truly." He's going to have to do it properly. Yeah. And unfortunately, like I don't, I don't like to see 
that sort of thing happened, like yeah. where where you know that they're done. Yeah. And then they just get at the end even, of the day, like, you just left more. no choice. Yeah. So that was, and that's what was sad about that. Yeah. Well, the fight was done. Like we knew who'd won that fight. Yeah. You look at it at the end of the fight. He looked. He wasn't joyous that mm. he'd won, and the face. I think. I think for like the for nose, Sean, he was, was nose like, just smashed. Yeah, yeah, and I think the thing was like he was just happy to silence his critics rather than he needed to come out and have a really strong performance, yeah. and that's what he had. Yeah, so. and that's what he did. No, just absolutely dominated, and that was yeah. in the that was in the third round. But yeah, I mean. It shouldn't have gone that far. It shouldn't have gone honest. that long. Yeah. yeah. But uh, g- good to see Sugar Sean. Good to get a prediction right, you know. We, f- nice. we, we got one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we're pretty. I mean, I got another one. Malarkey. I got another one coming up too that I got yeah. right. So. Uh, so, next fight. Welterweight. The return of Tyron Woodley against Vincente Luque. Yeah. And oh, I'm sorry, but Woodley needs to retire. He's done. He's done. Yeah. He's, he's been a true champion. Oh, absolutely, but, but I just think... It's been too long out for him and... Too long and out he's and his done. priorities are in different places yeah. than they were five years ago. Yeah. Like, I just think... Yeah. When you're concentrating on performing for TMZ... <laughs> like a gossip, He does such a good job. I, I just think, like, why? Like... Yeah. You know, like... Um, and he just... He did not look comfortable in that fight at all. No. He tried to bring the pace forward and, like, he just got lit up. Yeah. And uh, he was, I mean, he was, I don't know if you saw the highlights of it, but he was wobbly for three round, uh, for the whole round. Yeah. I was hopeful, like I picked him in this fight, but it was more out of, of want. Respect. It was more out of hope mm. that he'd be able to come through with the goods and mm. and show us a glimpse of what he used to be. Because mm. um, you always want to see him go out on, like, you always want to see a champion go out the right way. And yeah. the sad thing is... Combat sport, it doesn't often happen. Oh, it's, it's unforgiving. It's like so it's, unforgiving. Like you cricketers and that, like, you can see them go out yeah. on their own terms. And yeah. It very rarely happens. And, and with combat sports in general, it's a real mental thing. Yeah. Like, we've seen it the other day with um, uh, bloody the boxer, the Australian boxer, Anthony Mardin. Yeah. They're too proud to yeah. know when they're beaten. To beating. know when to stop, yeah. And, and it's, it's sad, but. We see it a lot, so yeah. watch him come out now and win his next four fights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but um, yeah, it's sort of it's sort of sad to see, but yeah, I just think it, it was sort of the writings on the wall. You know, for it's Tyron. it's yeah, and I think it's that that old sort of that old sort of saying where um, there's always someone younger and more eager to come up and take your spot. So yep, hundred percent. So, so um, I mean, he was very lucky not to be. Like full on knockout. Seriously, out because no. he was he was wobbling around for that whole round. Like yeah, he, he couldn't stay on his feet. No, like. he was a mess. Yeah. All right, the big one. The big one. Um. So literally and figuratively. Yeah. Well and truly. The big one. <laughs> the big one. Yeah. Francis Ngannou. Boom. Defeating Steve Miocic by knockout. Like An absolute knockout. Sent sent to another planet. Yeah. Like um, and I think you you said Ngannou, and I I went for Stipe basically because he was the champion. Yep. But I also said if Ngannou, uh, so I said if Stipe survives the first two rounds, he'll be he will be a better chance. Yep. 
and he got knocked out in the second round. Yeah, <laughs> so he couldn't quite get there, yeah, could he? No. <laughs> and like Ingano is just he's the new beast on the block. It's like too it's much just, power, isn't it? Like, like oh, it's just it's scary. <laughs> like it, it's like you know those those hypothetical questions where they're like, do you get uh, so you, would you take fifty thousand to get? punched in the face or to eat a bag of shit and you go oh, I'm going to eat a bag of shit because because the hospital bills for that for that knockout I'm going to be brain- cheaper than my funeral bills yeah yeah, yeah. oh I'm going to no I'm going to be brain dead for the rest of my life <laughs> but um yeah no look Ingano's just that scary beast man and he's I think he might dominate that division for a while interesting comments today made by Daniel Cormier yep who's arguably one of the best analysts in the UFC. Oh yeah, and like, he's and there. he's and he's a two-time he held two belts. Mm-hmm. We all know the rivalry he had with one John Jones. Yep, he came out today and said, as much as the the drama and that that goes on between him and John, mm. if anyone could figure out how to beat that man, it's John Jones. Mm. And funnily enough, Ngannou called out John Jones today as well. Well, everyone wants to call out John Jones because no, he's. But, uh, but I feel as though this this fight. Could it actually, actually could happen. Yeah, because I feel as though that after Israel lost to Jan Blahovich, which yeah. I think just sort of buried that that fight, which but was the one we thought this, we were going to get. Yeah, but I think I'm more excited for this one because I think it's a different a challenge. Sort of, yeah, well, it's a different challenge, but they're well, similar sort of height, but completely different builds and different styles. Different styles, yeah. And John's been, he's an escape artist. Oh, I mean, he's a. He's a he's a freak. Yeah, so arguably like purely natural talent. Yeah, like oh well, we know he carries on a treat when he's not in the octagon. Yeah, so um, arguably the goat. Oh yeah, and a lot of my mates absolutely can't stand it, but I oh, think he's the best ever. Yeah, so but I think that's that's separating who he is outside the UFC with. If you just look in, fire, yeah. If you, you just look, look inside the ring, yeah. I know he's even even yeah. there. He's had a few questionable yeah. um, decisions. He got disqualified. They probably should. Well, that was the only loss that he's had. Yeah, and I don't and that, think and it was, was right anyway. Yeah. I well, I think it's pretty much like just being cast aside. And as, no as, one counts like, no, it. No one counts yeah. it. So that to me, he's the best. Yeah, and that's the next challenge is sitting there. Purely a technicality that he lost that, but yeah, yeah no, look, man, that would be Nardo, exciting. Beast. <laughs> You gotta be, you got to be talking serious dollars, but for any person on the planet yeah. to get in a ring with him, but and that's it. Because God, I wouldn't be you paying people some serious money yeah. because he is frightening. Yeah, but it's like, who do we put up against him now, too? You got to call people I mean, like that out of retirement because we have to be that super fight, I think. But yeah, yeah. but unless no, you got unless you got a rematch, but you're going to be cool. waiting a little while yeah. for that to happen because he yeah. got knocked off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he got knocked into yeah. 2025. Yeah, 1,000%. Um, but uh, no, that's pretty cool. And then now it's another African champion. We've got three now. You've got three. Um, Israel Adesanya. Yep. Kamaru Guzman. And, and now Francis Nagano. So, what is it? Like, that is so exciting for, like, yeah. the nation of Africa. Yeah. Like, um, and the UFC are doing a lot of work over in Africa mm. to, to bring these fighters through, the next generation of fighters. Well, I wonder if they, if they have, like, if they do end up doing, like, a super fight over there. I just don't know where. But could you imagine, like, if it was in Ghana versus John Jones in, in like, in, Nigeria? And, like, just... Damn, just imagine all the princes. Yeah. 
<laughs> There'd be some money. Oh man, there'd, there'd be, be some, some money. Some monster money. There. Is that Nigerian prince money? Yeah, but just do it in like one of those old stadiums. They have to fight in the sand, not on the canvas. Just do it on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got flashbacks of Ali. Yeah, like just dancing around, open, yeah. open arena. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Bring that's it what, that's on. What I, was just thinking. I was just full on thinking like gladiator. You know when they're fighting in the sand, swinging swords around. Yeah, oh, is it pretty much what it the pretty much be. what it'd be? But it'd just be nuts. Oh, that's absolutely outstanding. I'm excited. No, that was exciting. Good. Oh, that's <laughs> next level. Right, oh, that's a wrap up. That's a wrap. We've got a little bit of combat sport um, tomorrow night. This is Tuesday, Wednesday night, the thirty first. Tim Zoo. If you want to hear our thoughts on that, go back to last pod and listen to that one. So um, we talked about it last night, but yeah, I think we're pretty heavy behind Tim. So we're behind Timmy. But if you're interested, go back listen to pod eighteen. We're on the zoo train, Timmy Zoo train. Yep. Team Zoo 2. Righto. The NRL this week. Yeah. Now, I cried a little bit Friday night. A little bit? A, a little lot. bit. You're, a, you're in a ball in the uh, corner. Yeah, there was me and Mr. Cox were very... Well, Coxie just got up and left. He had enough. I kept... I was cooking the barbie, mate. I don't <laughs> know what happened. So, we were shattered. All right. Now, yeah, I'm upset because we lost to a team. This is the Roosters we're talking about. We lost to a team that I can't stand and the rivalry's strong and, and that's all well and good. But if you want to look at it a different way, the Roosters' season's pretty much over. Yeah. And it's round three. So the amount of injuries and that that are happening at the minute, it's not. We had two teams on the weekend finish with 13 players. Yeah. Now, both those teams lost. So that's not good for their their seasons and their momentum and the fatigue of the players because heard an interesting um, comment the other day which is something you don't think about so you have 13 players on the field for the Sharks in the second half mm-hmm. no one else comes on so it's not only those players that have got injured that you need to worry about because you've got front rowers playing 40 minutes that have yeah. already played 20-30 20, 20, minutes yeah. in the first half yeah that have got niggling injuries, that now they've become worse. Mm. So it's a whole thing. Um, so, yeah, it's been an interesting week well, when we yeah, look at the injuries. Did, 20, the injuries. 21 injuries that yeah. last round. Yeah. So across eight games, yeah. that's like, what, nearly three a game, two yeah. and a half. Well, the Roosters had both halves, yeah. um, a front rower, our best front rower. There's three. The Sharks had four. Canberra had four. Um, I also think, like, you, you think that... Um, sorry, sorry, that Roosters game, like, yep. you, you had a couple of play, a few players go off, one by friendly fire, yep. and then you had a bloke Sinbin for punching in the back of the head, too. Yep. So, I mean, it just was not a good night for... It was not a good night Roosters. for the Roosters. Unfortunately... Um, even though we, I mean, I could chalk that up to a pick one ninety nine curse. Well, they're getting put we, on the list. Don't we, worry, we, I've we already do, started working on well, it. Well, we talked them up last week, saying that they were going to trounce the bunnies, and oh. the exact opposite happened. I can't admit that they're going to get beat by the bunnies. I was nervous going into the game, yeah. but I can't say I, that to people. Honestly, it needs to be one hundred percent confidence. Did not think that the bunnies would turn up 
the way they did though too. Bunnies look good this year. Yeah. The bunnies look good. They looked a bit shocking that first game against Melbourne, they were a bit off. But I they also the, had a the, bad battle plan against yeah, them. Like they, were, they, they didn't play they a good strategy. They spread the ball rather than playing their and natural they game. Through the middle, they've gone through the middle the last few weeks and look and what's happened. Won, yeah. so, and I think that left edge with Cody Walker and Latrell is looking like awfully, awfully good. And I think because because they're playing up, it's now lifting like Dane Gagai and Johnson as well. So, yeah. I mean... Gagai's useless, so whatever you can well, get and, But I would say that was probably the best game I've seen him play the other night. Yeah, of course it was. So, you want to go through the injuries? Yeah, let's go. I'll just rattle them off quickly because yep. there was a fair few, and it's kind of um, it's just kind of sad to see so many happen over uh, over one weekend of uh, footy. So, first we had Dylan Edwards going off with like a broken hand. Over hand, the fracture, fracture yeah, hand. I think he's out for another like yeah. six weeks. Round seven. Yeah, that's about yeah. Turn. Uh, yeah. Tom Eisenhuth with the ribs. Yeah. Spencer Linu. Brandon Smith is out with a shoulder. Lindsay Collins, friendly fire from Jadbury. Yeah, he's going to be a little while too, I think. Just on Hargraves, is he... Do they know if he's going to be dropped this week? He's playing. He's, playing. he's on the bench. Oh, is that because they have to have him play? Pretty much. He's yeah. starting off the bench still. Isaac Lee Hughes moved to prop. Yeah. Victor Bradley goes to the 13 jumper. Of Radley's back this yep. week. And of course, we saw both halves from the Roosters. Luke yep. Keary, season, season ending. ending ACL injury. Yep. Not not great to see. After you lost two players last year for the same, the same injury. And ball playing middles. Yeah. Like backs, pretty yeah. much like a hooker in a, in a ball playing 13. That's you it. lose your six. Yeah. And our seven had. Your seven that you've been. Like for the whole preseason, that's been the general for and this that's whole season. So two knee injuries for him mm. in two seasons now yeah. too. So, uh, Lachlan Lamb, uh, it was such a bad, like his knee dug into the ground, and I called it as soon as I saw it. Yep, he dislocated his knee, and it popped back in when he came back. Yeah, up. but it, it tore just, the meniscus. Yeah, um, and that's actually an injury I can talk about because mm. I've done exactly yeah. that. So. It's a slow recovery. It's not a long recovery, it's, it's, sorry. It's a short recovery. It's a too. short recovery, so, but it won't be 100% no, for the rest of the year. Yeah, so. no. Well, that's. I think that's not meniscus. I was thinking of um, Cameron Munster with that MCL injury yep. that he had last year. But uh, Look, I played on a meniscus and I won a grand final on a tall yeah. meniscus. So. We'll move on from that. We're all heroes. We're, we're not all sports <laughs> But, uh, you know, that was... Like, I, as soon as I saw it, I just grabbed my knees. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, they, when you've hurt your knees, yeah. you can't watch other people you, you have you knee just, injuries. You just know what's, what the pain is. But or ankles. Yeah. Um, Bradman Best for the Knights. Did that during... They reckon he did it, might have hurt it... During training. The week before. Yeah. Then he well, that, that injured his, it at that training. Was his, that was his ankle. Yeah, yeah but so he injured it at training. Elbow. And then that's why he missed the game, was the elbow. Yeah, yeah well, he, um, he was pretty much playing on a busted ankle again like the last couple of weeks but stood up for the team when they needed him so yeah but they need to look after players like that because otherwise yeah. they're not going to have any depth absolutely um <clears throat> so we got joseph tarpany from that from the raiders yep pretty bad ankle injury i think it, i think they were suspecting achilles ankle there yeah uh curtis scott with the rib yeah he's sort of 50 50 at this stage yeah i think he's out sebastian chris uh, Ryan James, concussion. Yeah. Ben Hunt with a leg injury. 
broken leg. Yeah. He played he on a played broken on leg. It and he played well again. Yeah. But uh, Peter Hiku with his knee. Jerry Marshall King out with a foot injury. Yeah. Wade Graham concussion. Sione Katoa PCL. Uh, that that, that was bad. Yeah. That one was bad. That was just an awkward like, yep. way to fall on a tackle. It was not good. And then we've got Mitch Moses, Britton, Britton Nakora, Will Kennedy, all with concussion. Yeah. And then Jacob Safidi with a leg injury, Ruben Cobb with concussion. Yeah. I think when I when I went back and looked at it, I think there was like seven or eight players with concussion. Yeah. And we saw in that Sharks game, they lost three players due to concussion. Yep. Which has lifted up that talk again of an 18th man. Yeah, which has been approved. So they've yeah. approved the 18th man. Uh, there are a lot of strict guidelines yeah. to go along with so, the 18th man. So the, the, I think the strict got there had to be three HIAs for the 18th yep. player to be introduced. Yep. But the 18th player could only be a rookie, Yep. I believe. So that that sort of opens it up for for those younger blokes coming through to, to have a crack. Yeah. But it, it and I sort of think that stops a bit of ex- exploitation of the rule. Yeah, it means you're not going to put someone like Benji Marshall in there. Yeah, and get another year out and of get him. Another year, yeah. Because you know, if you get a couple of injuries, you can throw him he out was, there, and yeah. he can just march people around but the I, field. And I think it's also just it can only be HIA. Yeah. So it can't be like if you break your leg, it's sort of like which well, has got to be determined by an independent doctor. Yeah. So I know there was a lot of. Um, Paul Kent was very adamant about the coaches all learn to rot the system. As they have and done in the past. And they have done it in the past, yeah. right? There's no denying that. They figure it out. Mm. But I think this is the right way to go. You mm. can't tell me that there hasn't been more games. So the Sharks game, for example, mm. first game on record mm. that has been three HIAs yeah. in, in the same game. Like 100 games or something. Yeah, yeah. since they've been doing it. But you go back longer than that. If you were tracking it properly, how many more games do you reckon there were over the history of the NRL? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And we can't have these teams in fear of playing short because of HIA because they will figure out ways to keep them on the field. <coughs> now, I would rather them play an 18-year-old, 17-year-old junior rookie contract player then risk HIA. And yeah. if they want to take advantage of it or shame on them, yeah. but I'm sorry, I think it needs to happen because well, you can't get stricter HIA yeah. rulings and not lean the rules open in another way. Yeah. And I think that's like, I think the people that were really for it were Wayne Bennett and Craig Bellamy definitely were. And I think Ricky yeah. Stewart was as well. Yeah, there's a few and against. Think, and I think Brad Arthur was against it. Saying that it's Brad Arthur like, was against yeah, it. Yeah. I think he said uh, that. No, I'm, don't quote me here, but like yeah. in in ch- layman's, layman's terms, he's yeah. just sort of like, well, that's just the game of footy. Yeah, and like he just sort of stuck with. He did, so, and he sort of week. said that um, you can build like the Sharks have the ability to build their season off that loss. Mm. So it's an extremely gutsy performance, which they can say, Do you know what, we've got more in us, mm. like, and they can use that. Mm. That's true, but they can still use it if they had another eighteen-year-old kid sitting on the sideline. Yeah, like they lost their fullback, who's been one of their best. They lost their captain, which is by far their best. Yeah, and where do you and go from one there? Of their and one of their one of their X-factor wingers. Yeah, like 
And yeah. do you think those three players have been very handy in like the win that they had as well? Together. Yeah. Like they they link together. Yeah. Like the Graham to Kennedy sweep play mm. like he's been killing it. And then even so. like just that short burst out of yeah. by Nakora. Yeah. Uh Katoa, sorry. Yeah. But um Yeah, yeah so and I think the thing with this HIA rule, I think it's gonna bring in like if you get ruled out of a game for HIA, you're gonna have to miss the next week as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't hate that at all. No, I, I don't think so. And I think that sort of stops them exploiting that rule a bit. Yeah. But whether or not that happens is yet to be seen. Right, do we want to go through the results from last week? Yeah, let's do it. Right, so Thursday night we had Penrith over Melbourne in game of the year. Yeah. There won't be a better game than that all year. No. I'm calling it now. That was absolutely sensational. Oh, I cannot believe the result there. I can. Like I picked Penrith. Never in doubt. Yeah. Well, I did too, but I was squirming in my seat thinking, shit, why didn't I be like <laughs> change that tip when Melbourne were up 10-6 or whatever it was? Yeah, oh, they were killing it. That, I mean, that was probably one of the best games I've seen Munster play ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he just IQ of about a 1,000. Yeah, he was all over it. But, um, they needed so they need someone to step up, and mm. I think he's starting to put his hand yeah. up. So, and that's what we said though too. Like, because I thought uh, with Cleary out, it was going to be up to him to sort of. Yeah, I know they're opposite opposite sides, but you know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it was his opportunity to take control of that game, and he did. Yeah, um, he just um, didn't do it good yeah. enough. That uh, Penrith forward pack, but it's just uh, just. Nuts. All across the park there, Red Hot. And good good debut for Mitch Burton too. Yeah, it wasn't his debut. Oh, well, you know it like but for the year. For the year and like with all the pressure on yeah. him, it was sensational. Yeah. So. I mean, that, that boot, I was like, wow. He can kick off he, football. Oh, God, he, it looked like just his... Sums in the water in Nubbo. His, his movement, like just, just the technique that he has, like just swift and like it... Nearly went seventy meters or something off. I don't and think that was, it's, it was still flying. It was a big torpedo. I don't think it's a coincidence that I reckon the two biggest boots both play for Penrith because mm. Cleary's got a kick on him mm. half as well. Well, I think he's pinpoint accuracy, and then his next level. Yeah, but Burns and then Burns. I mean, he was pretty accurate too. I think. Yeah. He was, was, it, was it that game that? No, it was one of the other games, but yeah. I was just like, wow. Like next just, level. Just next level. Uh, next game, Friday night. Woo! I actually went back on my word here. I picked the Dragons. So did I. Dragons, 38. Manly, 12. Manly's in a world I heard. They man. are like, terrible. Zach Lomax, game high, 22 points. And I think that's the highest by an individual player for the Dragons, too. That's nuts. Which is pretty pretty bloody impressive. Like yeah. he's been good for the last three years, but I mean, just I'm yeah. just so happy there. I was like, oh yes, getting and, further and, away from that spoon, mate. I'll tell you what, it's the first time in a while that we've been ahead of the storm. On the ladder, <laughs> so, and I'll take it while we've got it. There's a few teams saying the exact same thing. <laughs> um, we'll dismiss the Rabbitohs beating the Roosters, twenty six sixteen. We can just skip. We can skip over that one. Just, just on that. No. No, no, no. I just want to talk about it. Like, the discipline of the Roosters just looked purely on emotion rather than thinking about the game as a... They were too hyped. Yeah. And not, and not in a smart way. Mm. They openly admitted that they're still dirty at Jairo for this state of origin incident with Tedesco. Mm. 
They've openly admitted it. Which is fair. And then Arrow admitted that he took a dive when he got punched in the head. I know he got punched in the head, but oh, he but did I mean, admit that he admitted to staying down. And he admitted to the dive. But to be fair, would you to admit fair, I would want my on. player to do the exact same thing? I would too. And I think Fafita was very lucky not just to be sent off rather than just simmed. Yeah. No, I, right. I think that was pretty much very lucky not to be I sent off. I think what he needs to learn is if he's going to do it, just do it properly, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and hit Luttrell. Um, right, uh, so you got. I keep trying to move on, but no, you just no, keep no, pulling it back. There's a couple of questions that I had. Go. There's a few hypotheticals that came out this week. Yep. So, Sawal is expected to be named in the squad, not necessarily in the 17, yep. but in the 21. Yep. Um, and then Sam Walker. Sam Walker's his? seven. He's yep. been named at seven. They've said it's his team, and mm-hmm. it's up to him. Yep. He is 19. And there was a little inkling. That maybe Uncle Nick might get on the get on the blowout and ask Jimmy Maloney to yeah, come back. That's been denied. Um, but every time every time it's been denied, it's I think the same well, thing happened with Sonny Bill though, didn't it? It was not. It was knocked back by Maloney today. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. So I heard, I sent out this afternoon. Um, Maloney's knocked it back. He's too old. Too old. Yeah. So Cooper Cronk's coming out of retirement <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that that way he can put bloody Buzzer Rothfield in his place. And um, we're going to get Cameron Smith to fill in the hooker just for a few <laughs> weeks. So. Well, that won't work if Cooper's going to play. Oh, well, maybe they've worked it out. <laughs> well, Teddy's moving to six and Slater's yeah. going to one. So, mate, Uncle Nick will have plenty of ba- bags of money under the, under the table, yeah. mate, so you'll be right. That's it. Um, yeah, so... I don't think he'll debut against the Warriors this weekend. Suwali? Yep. Yep. I don't think so. I think they they're close on him, but I don't think so. Yeah. My my theory is if it doesn't work this week, so Drew Hutchison has been named at six. Um I would I think we play the Cowboys next week. Mm. Now if this doesn't work, watch them move Joey Manu to six and then yeah. put um the young superstar. Suwali at centre and have Manu at six. I mean, that could be pretty handy. Yeah. He's a big ball running six. He's a, he's a beast. And he handles one like a treat. Yeah. He's better than centre. Yeah. But in that team... Yeah, that's it. You're not going to put your, your number one, the number one fullback in the game out of, out of that spot. Yeah. yeah. So, it's... um, Yeah, it'll be good for Joey Manu. He's going to be expected to do more work. Yeah. So that's what I think they'll do. Happy. He'll be happy to, though, too. I think. I just, against the good Warriors team, I just don't think they'll, yeah, it's, they'll it's roll him out just yet. Yeah. Speaking of the Warriors, let's move on to the next game. Thank God. <laughs> Raiders 31, Warriors 34. What a game. Um, Full of... Uh, ups and contra- downs. Controversy, I should say. Yeah, well... Um, Listen to Nathan Brown talk about that controversy. His comments were, I feel, very, very fair. Mm. He's, he pretty much said, we got a bad call last week against Newcastle, yeah, which cost us to win. Mm-hmm. And this week we got one that probably went for us. Yeah, It balances out. Yeah, And that's what you lose well, and you could with say the video ref Ra- spot. Raiders were lucky to win against the Sharks. A thousand percent weeks, so. they were. I mean, I think... If Townsend could kick, they'll lose that game too. Yeah. 
he's just he was useless against mm. Canberra in the rain. So, um, I think a couple of those concussions for for the Raiders though too, just sort of when you deplete your stock and you can't have fresh legs out there, it's going to be always going to be tough. So, yeah. Um, but you know, good win by the Warriors, and yeah. it sort of gives them hope for for the rest of the year too. Like, I don't think they've been really sort of affected by injury so far, and that's yeah. That'll help them in the long run. They need when, to have while, a good while teams are yeah. sort of down on their stock. So. They need to have a good year because I know I think it's meant to get easier next year. Hopefully they'll be back in New Zealand mm. and there's plans that everyone will play all their games over there. Yeah. But they're still going to be without Roger. Yeah. So I don't give a they but could sign, they could sign Teddy. But I was about to say they've got plenty. Of, they will have plenty of cap room off that. Yeah, he's Roger on he's leave. on about nine hundred grand a year. Yeah. But their problem is, who do you go out and get? Yeah, because when everyone's sort of locked up. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, and whoever they get, I don't care. You could buy any fullback you want. You want Teddy, take him. Papanel, take him. He won't be as good for that Warriors team as what Roger is. Yeah. Because Roger is the team. Well, Roger, I would say he would have got all three points for... I would have given. I would have given him all five. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, like he, he was definitely the three point winner there. Yep, that game it was saved to saved to try in the corner. I know these Dallium judges are pretty useless. Oh, well, I think they gave it to White, and in the end, yeah, three points. But yeah, you know, um, an absolute bludger of a game. Next, two all at half time. Broncos ended up winning twenty four to the Bulldogs nil. I was about to say two all. That was two nil. Sorry, oh, two, two nil, nil at halftime. Yeah. Um, it was yeah, it was bad. Bulldogs just don't look good at all. No, uh, unfortunately. But I saw a stat today saying that in the they have not scored a point in the last hundred and sixty four minutes. Yeah, that's two games of footy. Yeah. And four minutes of one more. Like, that's f- four halves. Four halves of footy that yeah. they haven't scored a point. Yeah, it's really bad. Who do, I don't even know they play this week, but I can't imagine it's getting any better for them. Yeah, no, look, I... Oh, yeah, but was, they've got South Sydney on no, Friday yeah, night. That, that's 50-0. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, Bronco, that was probably the best Broncos we've seen in a while. In the second half. In the second half. The first half. First half against Parramatta was probably their best performance. Their first half in this game was terrible, terrible as well. Yeah, but I mean, if you're keeping a team to nil, that's sort of good signs for the yeah, future too. Of so. course, yeah. Um, you build from the ground up. You build yeah. from your defense, and yeah, they don't have any. The Bulldogs. Um, Parramatta. Parramatta. Twenty-four to the Sharks. Four. Parramatta's that, looking good. That. That scoreline doesn't dictate how close this game was. The Sharks were were really in this yeah. to finish with thirteen. As they have been every week so yeah. far. But it was so. a good, it was a good, solid win by Parramatta. Yeah, and they are the real deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it would have been nice to see, like the Sharks not have so many injuries in that game, like concussion related injuries, and then you got uh, Katoa yeah. with that leg injury too. So. But in saying that, Mo- Moses went off with a concussion sort of middle yeah. of that game too. So yeah. Now, the, the pressure mounds around John Morris, mm. the coach of the Cronulla Sharks. Mm. Now, 
think about it open-mindedly. They were in this game relatively. I know the scoreline doesn't dictate it, but they were physically in it. Yeah. That's a top four top side. Mm. Then they should have beaten Canberra last week if it was for a goal kicker. Mm. So they, the knock on them is that they can't beat top eight teams. Yeah. They are close. They're close. Yeah. From that bottom half of these teams, I think they're the closest to breaking through into the into that winning yeah, that, against top eight teams. Nice. Like, um, So, yeah, I, I think that he deserves to have less pressure on him. Well, especially when you've got so many injuries too. I just don't think when you can't... That's got to be taken into when, account. When you can't field your best 17 out there, I think that sort of needs to be taken into account. Yeah. We've got Sean Johnson sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. He's... Yeah, well, he's respected. Expected was it round six that he's expected to I, return? Yeah, hopefully. And I think they'll probably want to usher him in as quickly as they can. But they need to. But it's Townsend also, is not a leader, and neither is Moylan. Moylan so. Moylan's not a leader. Moylan's and I'm, not a, I'll be surprised if he doesn't start from fourteen when I think Will Kennedy from, comes back. So. Yeah, I think Will will play this week. I'm not sure because whether or not they send him out for a week. That concussion and then yeah. bring him back the week after. It just Hopefully, we on, can talk to him yeah. and find out. Yeah. Well, that'll be the question to ask. So. That would be the person to ask. And but, we will uh, ask. Yeah, no, good win by the Eels, and they're, they're yep. certainly in a good good uh, flight at the minute. Newcastle 20, Tigers 24. I watched this game. This was atrocious, this game. Like, really? Uh, 17 mistakes, I think, by the Knights and the. Yeah. The whole game. Just, Mitch Pierce is three under the two. Yeah. And like he was he was playing well. He was just let down by his teammates. And I just they need to find a I think Blake Green's back this week. He's he, Jeez, that's quick. Yeah. Well I mean he was out the whole of the second half of last season though too. Yeah, but normally it's a full twelve months. Yeah. I think they're probably trying to get him back in. But I think the problem was Kurt Mann isn't a isn't a proper number six. Yeah. He's a fourteen at best. Yeah. And I just don't think they've got a keep, they've some, got a couple of fourteen. There's some poor so decisions in that game that that really let them down. Yeah. Um, you can't. I mean, you can't deny. That Tigers got to win. The Tigers' battle plan, I think, was really good against Clemmer. So they wrapped him up and then turned him onto his back, so he can't get that offload out. Yeah. So that was, I think, that was a big part of their win. Yeah. But also the kicking game of Luke Brooks was much better this week. That's so because he is under some criticism. Yeah. But I mean, I think, and there was a Knights winger that just lost all confidence going up against that high ball, and it cost him a couple of tries. So, yeah, yeah no, it was just, it was just a poor performance all around from both teams. I just think Tigers got yeah better momentum. Handled. So it was just it, it actually looked much easier for them. Like Knights were struggling the whole game, unfortunately. Yeah. After after, after a good start, si- after a good start, and wins against good teams too like they beat the Warriors and then yeah. you know, it's, it's not like they're a scrub team to yeah. come up against so yep. but uh, you know good good for the Tigers to get a win on the board now I, th- I believe this next game is the biggest win in Titans history yeah 44 to well, 8 I think it was the most points the they scored too yeah so 44 to, 44 to 8 yeah over their state counterparts the North Queensland Cowboys yeah I think that the troubles just keep getting worse for the for the uh, Cowboys. Um, Josh McGuire at the end of that match was pretty pretty adamant that the playing group is. He not, was honest. He was very brutally honest. To be fair, he was great. Um, 
But it's also sort of good that they can see in themselves that they're not playing to the standard of the NRL. Like yep. they're they're not they're not there. Yeah, they're not. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. They're they're playing poorly. They're playing and, worse and, than poorly. And Val, Val Holmes wants to play fullback, and I just don't know he's if that's the a, answer. He's not a fullback. No. Now I have got a question for you. I'm taking the Dragons out of this battle for the spoon. Dragons, I think they're going to get the wins. I think they're right. I think these are going to be safe. I'm going... I would, I would say after the last couple of performances that I've seen, I've, I've been fairly impressed. Yeah. So yeah. I'm happy to take them out. Not not by a whole lot, though. Oh, they'll finish bottom of the bottom eight. Yeah, that, that'll be 10th. Yeah. 10th or 11th. I'd be happy with 10th if yeah. I was you. Um, the Roosters could be that low too by the end of the year. Mm. But. All right, I've got a three-horse race for you. Yep. Manly. The Bulldogs mm-hmm. and the Cowboys. Yes. They, those three uh, standout shockers the, for me. The, 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 only, the only thing I can say for, the Ma- for Manly is they're expecting Turbo to be back. Yeah, but soon. he's good for 15 minutes, man. He's injured but, again. Oh, man. But, I mean, if it gets him a win, it'll be one more win than the Bulldogs <laughs> will have. So. <laughs> the, Sorry, Bulldogs, the Bulldogs aren't going to score another point. No. That, so... I just, I wonder what the longest streak is of scoring zero. I don't know. Because I reckon the Bulldogs that'd, that'd are a chance. That would be a good trivia question. That would be. Let's get on to that. Don't look up the answer. Add it in the end. Yeah, I think Bulldogs would be happy to offload Napa by the end of this season, I think. Yeah, well, he's 35 metres a game. are really getting them there mm. where they need to be. So He'll be over in the Super League by the end of the year. So, but uh, Not big puppy. Um, Cowboys... I think I've, I think I've probably got a bit more faith in Todd Payton and the majority of them. I've got faith in Todd Payton. Yeah. I've got no faith in their yeah. playing roster. Well, and now it looks like Michael Morgan's about to retire. Medically retired. But that, if that happens, that'll open up a bit of cap space. But whether or not they can go after someone of a higher standard, I think Adam Reynolds is probably the only one sort of off contract for that. And series. from the Super League, you've got Jackson Hastings. Yeah. Who, Man of Steel... He's a ball-playing half, so he'd be good. And I know the Tigers looking at him quite hard. Yeah. So. Well, I think that was sort of dispelled today, the, the Tigers going after him. Oh, because they, yeah. because they pulled Luke Brooks in and said that we're, we're all behind you sort of thing. So yeah. well, that was stupid. Whether or not... <laughs> how long that lasts for, though? It is the Tigers. It'll probably last two weeks. And then well, he's the be best like, of the big four. No. No, he's not. I mean... He's better than Teddy. Because Woods hasn't done much though either, so yeah. But the other three are pretty handy. Yeah, the other oh other Mo- two. Moses is leading that Parramatta side, and Teddy's just best fullback in the world. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't know, mate. Latrell had a pretty good week. Shut your mouth! <laughs> <laughs> don't swear on the pod. It's disgusting. No, that's that a wrap up around three. Let's move on to the, f- the games that are going to happen this week. Yep, Thursday night. I mean. Do we even need to bother? Sea Eagles, Panthers. Panthers by 40. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, Next. Pretty easily. <laughs> uh, Friday night. South, yeah. by, South uh, by 40. Bulldogs versus Rabbitohs. How are these shit teams getting prime uh, time television? Big membership oh, followings. Uh, Don't upset those Bulldogs fans, man. They'll hunt you down. No, Muzz won't do anything. Nobody's cousins will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, oh, here we go. Another cracker well, after that. Gonna, I was just going to yeah. say Rabbitohs by about 40. Yep, Rabbitohs by 40. Storm versus Broncos. Storm by 40. Yeah, Storm Storm pretty easy. 
effectively. Yep. Um, but in saying that, Broncos are ahead of them on the ladder. They won't <laughs> be after this week. <laughs> no, Storm oh. should do that pretty easy. They'll be dirty after that loss to the Panthers. Yep. And I would not want to be facing them this week. No. Uh, is it two more weeks before Felice Cavusi comes back? Yeah, at least. You've got a three-week game. Yeah. yeah. Man. Sharks, Cowboys. Sharkies. Sharkies. I think they'll get it done. It's down here. Mm. Uh, which helped the Sharks. Uh, it'll be depending on how many injuries it's, it's they... It's not, actually. It's at Sunshine Coast Stadium. So, it, yeah. so it's considered their home game, but it's going to be... Uh, I don't know whether or not they'll play that, though, there. I was going to say, they might have to move they that. They might have depending. to move that to, like, the Central Coast or something. Yeah. Um, which makes me wonder, like, why, why would that be yeah. a Sharks home game anyway? But anyway... Uh, it's obviously sh- a Sharks financial think, thing. Sharks, I think, will get that done. This is going to be a belter. Titans versus Raiders. Do you know what? Titans at home. I like the Titans in this. And do you know why? Because they're going to beat them where Canberra don't like to be beaten. That's through the middle. Mm. If you want to beat Canberra, you've got to go up the guts. And that's the way the Titans are playing at the minute. Coming off a good, nice, solid win. That's scary this week. Yeah. But that could it could go either way. That could go either way. It could go either way, but I'm yeah. I'm back on the Titans. I think Which I'm going shocking in the tips, so don't follow me on that. <laughs> Well, Fafita had an absolute cracker last week. And oh, mate. Like, he just tore those Cowboys apart. Like he was so there. good. Um, but I think Raiders will want a bit of redemption after that loss to the Warriors too. So yeah, And after a not a good performance against the Sharks. That's a couple no, of weeks in a row yeah. now that they haven't been at their best. So. And I think Sticky will be right in this week. No. Like, Titans. Oh. Oh, I'm going to go Raiders. Just be different. And, and because I'm ahead of you on the tipping, so. Yeah, well, you can afford to take risks. <laughs> uh, next game, Sunday. This this will be a good game, I think. Knights versus Dragons. I think the Knights. Donald Jones Stadium. I think the Knights will bounce back. I think so, too. I, but the Dragons will give them a t- It'll be a contest. It'll be a contest in the air, I think, with Lomax coming through. Um, but I think not having Hunt there, though, will be a big. Yeah. Loss. So you're going to rely on Corey Norman, and a lot of franchises have really struggled relying on Corey Norman in the past. Yeah, well, when it's just been him, yeah, and it would just be him this week. I think they'll they'll put Clune in though. So he did well last year. Yeah, uh, but Corey Norman kicked well on the weekend too. But I God, think be... he had he had that he had Hunt to bounce off. Could he to be too. a different team? He's that Cam McGuinness. <laughs> How good would you? You're telling me, man. <laughs> like, just saying. He's my favourite player and we've lost him. Anyway. You're going to go for the Sharks next year? No. Can't do it. <laughs> Just go for Cam McGuinness. Just go for Cam. Uh, another cracking game on Sunday. Sydney Roosters versus the Warriors. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what the Roosters can do. I can't believe that the Warriors are paying $2.75 for this. Get on them. I... Put a cheeky bet on the Warriors. Uh, yeah. Based on the way As a Roosters playing. fan, and I'll be picking the Roosters because only um, half fans don't pack their own teams in the tips. Um, <laughs> You've got to back your own teams, people. Um, I'll back the Roosters, but I'll have um, I have a five for on the Warriors. At the SCG. So that's pretty pretty handy home ground advantage. It is. For but Roosters. you know why it's a handy home ground advantage? Because no one turns up? Nope. Because of the <laughs> kicking game. It's normally the kicking game, so it's the yeah. slope is what throws you out. Yeah. The problem is, 
The Roosters' halves have never played at the SCG. Uh, Hutchinson has, but... They're not the starting halves, though, either. Rogers done a bit of good work at the SCG before, so... Rogers in good nick. Watch Teddy just destroy it. It's the battle of the ones. I think I might have to go Warriors here. Purely based on what I saw last week from the Roosters. You do that. And who they're bringing in this week, so... Yeah, fair, fair call. Uh, Monday... First Monday night game we've had in a while. Yeah, Easter Monday. Oh, Easter Monday. Yeah, yeah, Easter Monday. Uh, West Tigers versus the Eels. Back to it. We're going to end the round the way we started. I'm going to go para by 40. <laughs> <laughs> if, and if it's not, it's it's a fail by the Parramatta Eels. Yep, it's a letdown. Yeah. No, uh, Eels... Is it a bank, Wes? Eels, Eels should... No, it's Stadium Australia. Oh. So, it is a Tigers home game. That's exciting. So, but... um. Eels, I just Eels love it when the Tigers easy. have a home game at yeah. Bank West and they play Parramatta. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, Tigers looked better last week against the Knights. Not by much. Yeah. They couldn't hold the ball very well, but uh, Brooks, Dewey, and Dane Laurie yep. looking pretty good for them. And, 100%. And they, their forwards are starting to show up. But I just think the way the Eels are playing at the minute is just like, they're a league ahead, sort of thing. So definitely at the Tigers, yeah. But yeah, no, I think Eels will wrap that up pretty quickly. So so. Right, yeah, that's that's the review for round four. There's the NRL. There's the NRL. When the other boys rock up, we'll cover another sport. Yeah. But until they <laughs> well, do, yeah, well, that's it. Until they do, it's NRL all the way, baby. I mean, there's been plenty of Champions League and stuff like that going on, and Muzz is just going to go absolutely nuts for. Oh. Like a whole hour, we can just. I know he wants to blow up about the international game again. Oh, well, I don't blame him. It's ridiculous. So dumb. Speaking of blow ups, nice little segue in. Greatest sledging moments in sport. All right, so that's going to be our top five this week. We've both done a top five. I think a few of them are pretty similar. Yeah. I think our number ones are the same. This is known in no particular order. No particular order. I'm going to leave my best for last, and I'm pretty sure it's your I'm, best I'm not for even last. sure that I've numbered mine. I just like some of them. They're just um, awesome. All right, we're going to go tick for Taddy. Yep, okay. You're going to go first? Yeah, I'm going to go for an obscure one. Yep. Mark Webber talking about hey. Sebastian Vettel. Oh, oh man. <laughs> the dirty German. So this, <laughs> so this is after Vettel slammed into the back of Webber. Yep. And when Webber was leading. So, <laughs> this, so this is when... Vettel was still driving for Toro Rosso, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Weber, he's always been a wank. After, button, after yeah. oh man, between the two of them, like you know, <laughs> the, some of the things that Vettel did was just ridiculous. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Weber said in a post race interview, "Well, that's the thing with kids; they do a good job and then they fuck it all up." <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to sl- swear through this one. Yeah. Because these need to come in. They need to come in. They need to come in proper context. Now, this next sledge from myself, I've heard this same sledge has been said to this person in multiple occasions. So I've heard from, I've actually heard Brett Lee tell this story that happened in grade cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, but this report comes from the international cricket <laughs> where Mark Waugh was sledging an English player said, you're not good enough to make this team. How are you playing for England? And his response was, at least I'm the best cricketer in my family. 
Absolute classic. It's still the best. Is it like <laughs> I swear to God, this comes out of my family Christmas cricket every year. Yeah. Normally mean, between my brother and myself as we're running between I was the wickets. To say, there's probably only one other uh sledge that's probably as good as that. Yeah. And it was from another war. So Yeah. And that it's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> It's my number one. Yeah. So, all right, you got another one? Yeah, I've got another one. This is another sort of, not obscure one, but like lesser known one. Yeah. So this is when, at the height of, the start of the height of the MJ yep. dynasty era. Just the so not golden, age of, golden age of basketball. Golden age of basketball, yeah. So uh, he was playing a particular game against the Utah Jazz. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he posterized John Stockton. And one of the fans got up in, uh, yeah, so, saying that he's like getting up him because he was like way taller than Stockton. Yeah. He was six one, I think, six yes. six. Yeah, he so sure was. The next play, MJ gets up, like dunks on one of si- the more savage dunks the of six eleven center for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, he turns around to the fan and goes. He big enough? <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's the hand gestures at the end yeah. of it. Like if you haven't seen 100%. it, look it up. It's um, it's a cracker. Absolute monster. It's an absolute cracker. I'm gonna stick with Michael Jordan. Yeah. Because I think, I think the best thing with sledging or trash talk or, or have whatever you want to call it, is you've got to be able to back it up. Yeah. All right. So, when the goats and the best ever sledge, that's when it's really good. So. MJ, Muggsy Bogues, <laughs> just shoot at your fucking midget. <laughs> now, there's been career analysts like done this. Muggsy's shooting percentage plummeted. He never recovered from no. this sledge. No, like he he actually the numbers show the dip in his performance from that. I was about to say the only time his shooting got better was in Space Jam. Yeah, he was pretty good. In spa- he was pretty good in Space Jam. That was MJ going. I'm going to own your team one year, one day, and I'm going to ask you to come back and sign <laughs> sign basketballs. So that for me, but like just the ability to sledge with such confidence, such arrogance, but then go, oh shit, that's Michael Jordan saying that. Like <laughs> it holds certain vol- velocity, yeah. like it's a vol- validity, yeah. validity to it. So now, nah. all right, what do you that's got? A good one. So I'm going to go back to the world of cricket. Yep. I've got a good one from our best pace bowler of all time, Glenn McGraw. Oh, I thought you were going to say Andy Bickle then for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's best looking, mate. God, he's a sexy man. <laughs> but uh, this is during the Ashes. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, Coming up against Michael Atherton. <laughs> oh, Athers. Oh, man. So he goes to Athers. Mate. You've got, you got to get rid of the shit that's on the end of your, end of your bat. <laughs> Athos looks down at the toe of his bat. And McGraw goes, no, 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 no. The, the, on the other end. <laughs> the piece of shit the holding piece the of shit thing. Holds the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Athos. He opens himself up for so much. He gets sledged every year in commentary. I mean, so whenever they Whenever they play it together. Mm. What would you do, Athos? Yeah. Would you have a bowl, mate? <laughs> Famously winning the toss at the Gabber and bowling. Uh, to just the sheer joy Absolutely. of all Australians who knew what was about to happen. Um, all right, I'm going to go with Muhammad Ali. Yep. Um, now, there's a, literally a thousand 
wonderful Muhammad Ali sledges mm-hmm. and trash talking. Like he was, that's what he's known for. Yeah. Like, uh, what I'm going to go with talking about Sonny Liston up, fame, building up to a famous fight that they had. Um, oh no, sorry, George Foreman. I'm going to go the George Foreman one. I've changed my mind. Yeah. No, nice. no, 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 I haven't. I'm going the Sonny Liston one. Say it. I've seen Sonny. <laughs> I've mixed them up. I've had a shocker. I only go Larry Bird. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've stuffed it. I've stuffed the names of the Ali one up. Right? Thank God we're not doing the odd sauce tonight. Oh, mate. God, it's been a long week. Right? I'm going on holidays in a couple of days. practicing uh, Tino Fa'asu in Malawi. All week, so I didn't stuff it up. This I love week. that you just slotted that in, eh? Yeah, like, I, I had to you, do it. I was like, I could, I've been practicing all I've fucking I've seen week. you working on it. Larry Bird, 1988 three-point contest. Yep. Walks in, change room, tracks it on. So who's coming in second? Walks out. <laughs> now, that to me, this is what I said about MJ. Yeah. It's just... Goat level that's, confidence. That's, like just, that's being the alpha dog. It's the same year he won it in the tracksuit. Yeah. It's not. And it, it just, you're not going to beat that. No. Nah. So who's coming in second? Larry Bird. That's a great call. Just though. absolute. Just get it. All right. Uh, you go and give me okay, some time to so, find the actual so, Ali <laughs> one. That well, I'll do a couple while you're looking that up. Go nuts. So I've got one that's in my actual top five. And um, back to the, the world of motorsport. MotoGP at the height of the Casey Stoner versus Valentino Rossi era. Casey Stoner, pre- pretty, like, I think their rivalry at that point was, like, very volatile. But anyway, he goes, obviously your ambition outweighs your talent. And that I think that yeah, that is an ultimate sledge one of the guys who will probably go down as one of the greatest riders. He ever. he is the guy yeah. of the MotoGP platform, well, um, especially still, when still you still add going, his long, yeah. longevity into yeah. it. Like it's ridiculous. But I mean, that was that was nuts. Like I just to say that to like someone who's at the top of their like the peak of their game, and like that was when Stoner was starting to like clap him around a bit. But I mean, that's a, that's an awesome sledge. And I've got one for my highly commended, and it's our it's our old mate Paul Gallon. He he says to Queensland, oh. "I hate I hate Queensland times a thousand. <laughs> and Queensland responded, "Well, we hate New South Wales times infinity, no returns." <laughs> <laughs> uh, when's he going to learn the stop sledge in Queensland? Because oh, he cost us last year's Origin series. I mean, he cost us every time he played. He won an origin, man. I'm sorry, I think he's probably the most super overrated overrated player to play origin. All right, I've got it. Yep. I've got it sorted. All right, so I'm going to give you Muhammad Ali one. It's about Sonny Liston. Yeah. All right, not George Foreman. What did you get in my head for? After the fight. I didn't get into your head. You got into your head. I was in my own head. After the fight, I'm going to build myself a pretty home. I'm going to use him as a bear skin rug. Liston even smells like a bear. I'm going to give him to the local zoo after I whoop him. <laughs> like, he could just make it so personal. Yeah. But so everyone good. loved him at the yeah. exact same time. So. Well, it's like when he did this float like a 
butterfly sting like a bee because no one can see me. Yeah. No, I love it. But it now, was the other one, the George Foreman one, was um, I've seen George Foreman shadow box and the shadow one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. it is. I think that's probably my favorite one of those. Yeah. Ones. Um. All right. My number one sledge of all time. Yeah. We've already had his brother, yep. the second best player in the family. Now we'll go to the best. Now this is why he's the best. Ninety nine World Cup. Oh. Hits the ball straight to mid wicket. Oh. Herschel Gibbs drops it, celebrating prematurely. Yep. You just dropped the World Cup. Yeah. Ultimate sledge. Now, and they were never in the game after that. They weren't. Now, do you know the Gibbs, the next 14 times Australia played South Africa, he was injured or unable to play? Yeah, I thought it was going to be like one of those ones where he... he couldn't hold a catch against us as well. I think the first that. the first game he played, War was out. Mm. War didn't play the first game he played back against Australia. It, it was some retired. it was something ridiculous. I don't yeah. know four is the exact number, but it was something ridiculous yeah. like that. Um and what happened in ninety nine? Australia went on to win the World Cup. And that's what I mean. Like that's why if you're gonna be the best, sledging is the best. Get the job done. Yeah, Because if you don't get it done, it means nothing. Yeah. And I am... If you've ever watched me play sport, I like to sledge everybody. Yeah. And I'm useless. So it holds no... Velo- holds Literally. no strength. Yeah. yeah. Um, shout out to Benny Matthews, but I can't kill him one-on-one, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got one more. All right, go. And it's probably one of the most famous ones over the last... What, what would it be now? It might be more than five years. I don't know. But... uh. Bring out the red panties night. It's Conor McGregor. <laughs> Honey, I'm getting paid. No, it's when Jeremy Stevens pops up and goes, Oh, yeah. Who are you? And it, Conor McGregor turns around and goes, Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Great accent. Oh, you man. nailed the accent. Oh. I mean, you can only do it in that accent. Who, you the, f- who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> it is probably the best now. And what did Stevens do after that? Not a whole lot. No. And then McGregor went on to get over 100 mil. So Yeah. Won two world titles. Yep. Yeah, first to, first to have two belts. Yep. Can't can't deny that. So Absolutely insane. Pretty good top five. You tell us, guys, uh, we'll put a post up and yep. you guys send us your top five favourite sledges or just your favourite sledges that you've ever heard. So Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, trivia time. Now, trivia last time. week I was called out for being a little bit. Um, oh, mate, you, you stitch up, stitched up. I've got some hard ones for you this week, but no, I'm really I, sorry. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I thought I might just lobby a few nice ones again this week. Ah, uh, look, you should get two of the three. You should, you, you're not getting you three. Get at least one of these ones that I've got for you. Right. Now, as the challenger, you going first? What would you like, like to do? As in, I'm asking you. You want to ask me, or how do you want to do this? You know, You're the challenger. I'm the champion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you. All right, go. And this one you should get. Right on. God, that's not challenging. What number did Cooper Cronk wear on his back in the twenty-three and our grand final? Let's have a look. You're right. I've always wanted that yeah. jumper. The other yeah. jumper that I want is either I want his twenty-three because twenty-three is my number, mm. or I want Mitch Orbison's number seven. Fair. <laughs> Fair enough. But I, I mean that that one should be like ingrained into your soul. Yeah, it is. 
Oh, I knew it before you even finished asking the question. Yeah. All right, now you gave me a roosters question. Yeah. I only give you a dragons one. Oh yeah. All right. Be stitched up here. Saint George dragons. Yep. So you can go the whole history. Yeah. Biggest win you've ever had. Who was it against? Oh. Against. This has got a bonus point too here. I'm being extra generous. They are currently an NRL team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say Cronulla. Ooh. They wear blue. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. The year was 1935. Oh, okay. Now, I'll give you, because it's a harder one. I was thinking like the 60s era. Yeah, when they were just dominant. When they they won like 11 in a row, so... I'll give you a point if you can get the score within 10. Sixty-four to ten. Not even close. Was this was a ninety-one to six thrashing. Oh, jeez! <laughs> I think I've heard of that one too. Yeah, jeez. it's like, oh, no. what the actual hell was going on that day? Jesus! Now I've been beaten by that many points in game footy, and I don't think we scored six. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we call the shellacking. That was that was good question, mate. Like Thanks, that. mate. Thanks. Okay. My next one for you. Yep, go. Which team has the longest AFL-VFL premiership drought? Ooh. A, Melbourne. Yeah. B, Port Adelaide. C, Essendon. Or D, St Kilda. See, I was kind of hoping you were going to throw the Swans in it because I thought it was them. Um, thinking we've got Melbourne on the brain. You're a Saints fan. Mm. They went a long time too, didn't they? Still are. Yeah. Well, they they didn't they won one not that long ago, didn't they? No, they were in the grand final. Ah, uh, true that. They drew that one, and then lost and you the lost the week one. after, and that was the the pies. Yeah. Um. I don't know Melbourne. Spot on. I'm on well fire. Yeah, you're you're on. I'm on fire. Run. It's, I don't think there's much difference in between those. Like, cause I think they'd be pretty close. Hasn't won one since like the sixties. I'm really glad I got that because I don't know the AFL at all. Well, that was the whole point. I was yeah. trying, to, <laughs> trying to get you undone on one of them. All right. Well, this is this question now. You should get, and this is to make sure that I don't get stitched up for giving you hard questions. Name every Test captain Australia's had since Alan Border. Since Border. Since Border. So border and then who? And, and uh, is this like, like test captain. captains that have te- done one test like test match as captain, or like do they have to have a certain amount of? Oh, no, I've included everyone. So once you a test captain, you go to the list. It doesn't matter okay. if you've done one or if you've done a hundred. Okay. Well, Steve Waugh. Uh, yep. Should be one. Ponting. Yep. Gilchrist. Yep. Oh, um, Clark. Yep. Steve Smith. Yep. Tim Payne. Yep. Oh, you've got two. Two to go. Yep. Shane Warne. No, no he's not there. Damn, I thought he might have had one. Like, didn't he have one in India? Damn. Um, 
Brad Haddon? Nope. I'll give you one more chance. Oh. You went out of order, if I can help you there. Mm. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I just... Who come after border? I thought war came after border. No, nah, there's one in between. One in between. Fat little fella. Oh, Booney. Fuck. Nope. Toby Taylor. Oh, yeah, of course. The one that was the surprise in the middle was Shane Watson. Mm. Now, that's a shout-out to Dave Emerald, um, who was at the museum the other day where they had all the boot, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. heads of the Australian captains. Yeah. they Those statues... And what do you do? You just want to spray paint over Shane Watson's face? Like they were woeful. Yeah. They were really bad. That yeah. Tim Payne one is not even close. I mean, can't be as bad as the Cristiano Ronaldo statue that they have of him. Yeah, that's pretty bad too. <laughs> Excellent. All right, you got one more? So, so do I get a point for each of the ones that I named off? Or do no. I have to, oh, come on. I have to, I have to get I'll give you. Back. I'll give you half a point because you only got two wrong. Okay. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, I was, and I'm I only giving it to you because I'm, I'm, I've got a good. I named the majority of them. I've got a good lead. That's the only reason I'm. Yeah, fucking knew that. <laughs> okay, this one should be in the wheelhouse too. I'm going three from three. Come on, baby. You reckon? Yep. Who is the Wallabies' greatest ever try scorer? Israel oh. Folau, Sterling Mortlock, David Campese, or Chris Latham? <laughs> Pretty sure Izzy holds the Waratahs one. I don't think he's got the Tars. Uh, the Wallabies. Um, Latham was underrated. He's got a lot. Morlock played forever. Campisi was so good and a good team. I'm going Morlock or Campisi. I'm going Sterling purely because I love him. Yep. Yeah? No. Damn it. David Campisi. Oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't say how much, but... I yeah, I think it'd be close. Yeah. I was of similar thinking to you when, you when you said, like, Sterling just played forever. Yeah. Chris Latham was fairly underrated, but I didn't think he had that long of a career. And yeah. Then, he I was mean, at the yeah, back long, of that good team. Yeah. And then Israel just, I don't think, has played enough. For, yeah, he holds the Tars one, I'm pretty yeah. sure, is he? But, yeah. yeah. But then, like, David Campisi is just like... One of the greatest rugby players I've ever seen footage of. Yeah. No, he's pretty bloody good. Yeah. Excellent. All right, I got one more for you. Yeah, righto. This is, this is a hard one. I've stitched up with this one. Now, we have talked about it in the pod. 1988 three-point contest, yep. which Larry Bird won. Mm-hmm. His famous sledge, who's coming in second? Mm. Who came in second? Shit. Yeah, <laughs> I that up before we... Oh, wow. It's a good question. I'm happy it's with this question. It's a pretty good question. Yeah. See, it's sort of like you only remember who won, not... Especially in second. that. Yeah. But it's a famous sledge. 88, though. Oh. He's not our old name. Oh, well, <laughs> there goes my guess then. Yeah. I was going to say Reggie Miller. No, nah, you're a bit early. Yeah. Uh, Dale Ellis. Mm. Yeah, no. Who's that? No idea. <laughs> that was what? That was the uh, ace up sleeve. Good stuff. Excellent. Great pod. Pretty good pod. Excellent. Solid. Now, next week, for the first time no, in 19 weeks, I won't be here. I know. 
Hopefully someone rocks up. It might run smoothly. It might just have to be the solo one the way we're going. I'll call in. You'll call in? I'll call in. You won't leave me hanging? I'll, I'll be here, mate. I'm not sure how your wife will feel about that, mate. But She'll be too drunk to know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on holidays. She'll be on a beach somewhere. She won't mind. <laughs> no, awesome. Wonderful. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Boy.